where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Each of these media creates a uh, new environment. It creates a new situation for human association and human perception. Any medium at all creates a new pattern, a new, a new atmosphere, a new environment of human perception, which works upon the whole man. It works upon the whole society. That is the effect of a medium. It has that total pervasive effect. That is the message that social change that is brought about. The content of the medium is never the message because the content is always the old medium. From the vast wilds of the Great White North for the week of August 28th, 2022, it's TVA, a Canadian perspective on television from north of the 49th parallel. I'm Greg David. And I'm Amy Wilson. And we would like you to put your television on mute or pause your streaming service for a few minutes for episode 251 of TVA, the podcast. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back again. Uh, Thank you for joining us, streaming us, downloading us to your devices. Um, Thank you so much for being patient with us. We took a couple of weeks off. I sent a message to Amy and said, you know, there really isn't a lot going on in the television industry right now. So why don't we take a week or two off from recording? And, you know, Amy, I should have known better because possibly one of the biggest stories of the (laughs) summer in the Canadian television industry dropped. I mean, we wouldn't, I mean, it's all kind of unfolded in the last two weeks anyway, um, which we'll get to, but um, I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the, the extra couple of weeks off. The last time we spoke, the British women's soccer slash football team was going into the championship and they won. Do you recall what booze you consumed in celebration? Do you remember? All the booze. So yeah, it was, it was several, several rounds of several different things. And uh, yes, it was a huge deal. Watched most of the match here at, uh, at home, but then we went up after the victory. Uh, My wife gets very, very nervous about these things, has to pace, (laughs) like can't enjoy it. So Oh, so after after the the victory was secure, we went up to to town and went to a pub and 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 enjoyed the crowd a little bit. But um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. The first major tournament that's been won by any uh, football team here in England since uh, in fifty five years since the World Cup in sixty six, I believe. So long time waiting. Uh, poor England has been. It's it, it would be kind of like if you know Canada never won a gold medal. Or or a Stanley Cup for like mm-hmm. the last 55 years. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, England invented football and then has just been kind of bad at it for a long time. So it was well, a that's, fan- that's fantastic. I'm so happy that they won. I thought of you immediately um, once, uh, once it had been announced that the, that the ladies had won. So congratulations. Um, that's, uh, that's great. That's fantastic. And there's nothing better than a nervously pacing spouse, right? Exactly. Well, <laughs> Just, just kept giving her alcohol and it worked out. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of alcohol, let's get to the beverage update. Now, uh, it is just after 1130. We're recording a little bit early today, so I do not have any alcohol. Um, I just have coffee and water with me today. Uh, it's supposed to get quite hot here later this afternoon, so I probably will drink a beer uh, or two. I'm going to be spending some time outside under the sun, so I'm probably going to drink a Trombley beer when I get home. Uh, Amy, what have you got, though? Uh, at this moment, I'm drinking tap water. Not very exciting, but I uh, for a little later we have some Harvey's Sussex Bitter 
uh, beer, which is a very local product. Uh, Harvey's is the oldest independent brewery in Sussex, dating back to 1790. Wow. And uh, yeah, the brewery is over in Lewis, which is uh, just a few miles from us. And um, I've been wanting, it's right on the river there. It's a beautiful old, you know, 1700s building. And we walked by it and gone into their little shop. And I wanted to go on this, what is supposed to be an incredible uh, tour of the brewery, but there's like a three-year waiting list. So Mm. I... I was, you know, discouraged from putting my name on there, but I should have because that was about three years ago and it would be time to go now. (laughs) Right. right. Yeah. So, but we are going to, we have a few cans of that. So we're going to have some of that in in a bit. Okay. And so a bitter beer, do you serve that cold or uh, is it kind of warm? How do you, how do you enjoy that? Oh, cold. I always have to have cold okay. beer. It just, uh, I, I can't do warm. I, I'm not a huge beer person anyway. That's my wife, but um, yep. every once in a while it's here. So I'll have it and it's a nice beer. So yeah, I'm the same way. I think it's a North American thing that we've kind of been bred to drink beer that it, you know, it's always cold or, or if it's like a light beer, ice cold. So yeah, I can't do the, I remember being in Ireland and, and, you know, being encouraged to drink a Guinness. I think it was, you know, not, not, it wasn't, it wasn't warm, but it also wasn't cold either, which, you know, it, it opened up a lot of flavors, but not, not something that I want to do on, on the regular. That's for sure. Yeah. It just, it feels wrong to have a, a warm beer. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll leave that to people who like beer more than me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Great. Well, well, uh, Amy sips some uh, tap water. I will get into the calendar. So there's a few things we've got uh, a couple of new shows debuting or returning over the next two weeks. So I want to touch on those. Um, the first one that I want to mention is, um, is coming up on, Sorry, I just had to get my tab open there. I apologize. Thursday, September the 1st is going to be the return of One Queen, Five Queers to Crave. And I had forgotten all about this show, um, so I had to look it up. So I'm reading this off of the Wikipedia page. One Queen, Five Queers, Canadian television talk show, which premiered uh, back in 2021. And it's a revival of the the uh, 2009 to 2014 MTV Canada series, One Girl, Five Gays, which I do remember. I think I might have covered that um, back when I was at TV Guide Canada. And the series features a panel of LGBTQ people talking about LGBTQ issues. And it's moderated by drag queen Brooklyn Heights. Uh, Brooklyn Heights is also on on, um, uh, Canada's... Canada's drag queen, Canada's drag race. Ooh, I knew I was getting it wrong yeah. when I was saying it. And uh, according to Brooklyn Heights, uh, the series represents a broader and more, uh, more diverse array of participants than the original, which focused almost entirely on the perspective, perspectives, excuse me, of gay men. And uh, yeah, so that will be coming up on, uh, like I said, September the 1st, uh, uh, Thursday, September the 1st, and it'll be available on Crave. So uh, the way it usually works with Crave is it'll be available as of um, midnight on, on September the 1st. Mm. Now, um, is there, is there a kind of, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little bit, Amy, but is there anything comparable to that in the UK that you know of this type of show? I don't actually. And I could be doing some show a terrible disservice by not remembering it, but no, I have not seen anything. In fact, I was wondering today, uh, if there was, uh, you know, a, a, station here that you know that caters to the lgbtq audience and i cannot think of one yeah we've yeah we've got a sorry go ahead 
I was just going to say I need to research that more. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. And I apologize for cutting you off. There is one here in North America. So Out TV, which is uh, Mm -hmm. based out, I think it's based out of the U.S. And they do have a Canadian uh, stream here. And we talked, we talked uh, since we've been recording the podcast again, we have talked about a a couple of shows on Mm -hmm. Out TV. uh, And there's actually going to be a third one that AMI is is participating in that we're really excited about. uh, I'll be able to give you more information uh, about. But yeah, and I, I I should actually add out tv to my cable lineup because kind of like aptn it's it's programming that i don't have any kind of knowledge in and i want to learn more about um so uh yeah yeah so we'll do a little bit more research into that and we will get back to you but like i said uh one queen uh one queen five queers returns thursday september the first on crave a couple of other shows i want to mention is uh on tuesday september the 6th is the sixth season return of moose meat and marmalade and this is a really interesting show um mm-hmm. it's it it it's on aptn and it follows art napoleon who is an indigenous man uh, i believe of cree descent and he's kind of a he he calls himself a bush chef and dan hayes so he's the moose meat part and the marmalade part of the show is dan hayes who is a classically trained london chef and mm-hmm. every week the two of them go somewhere in the world uh, learn about the region that they're in and the cooking, and then they actually make a dish or two while they're in that location. And in the sixth season, uh, they've announced it uh, probably because of COVID, I'm assuming. The sixth season is based out of Western Canada, so they didn't leave the country this time around. And I got a chance to watch the first episode, and uh, there will be a preview of that going up on Sunday uh, September the 4th, because uh, I just wrote it yesterday. And the two of them are on Vancouver Island in Victoria, Amy, and Ooh. they're hunting down gray squirrel. Oh, no. So okay. great. Yeah. So I, I, they use various ways of trapping, and then they eat the gray squirrel. And as someone who's surrounded by squirrels all the time, it was quite foreign to me to see them uh, you know, uh, hunting and killing squirrel and then preparing and eating them. Uh, now, I will say that the squirrel looked a lot like dark meat chicken, So, uh, and everybody that ate it seemed to think that it was pretty good. Um, but it's a show that I've been... You know, when you're flipping around the channels and you see it, and you think, oh, what's this show all about? So now I know, and uh, I know that next uh, Tuesday, on Tuesday, September the 6th, they're going to be preparing squirrels. So if you're interested in cooking, a cooking show, and also mm-hmm. in learning a little bit more uh, about the indigenous practice of hunting and uh, and making sure that you meet with an elder before you, you hunt on a certain uh, parcel of land, then check out Moose Meat and Marmalade on APTN. That actually sounds really good. I saw. I have not uh, been able to see any episodes of that. I've seen clips on TV. I was aware of the show, and um, I love the concept, and I would love to see more of it because I, I am a. I just love cooking shows in general, and I think it's got an interesting twist on that. <laughs> I can't say for squirrel meat though. I actually an ex of mine. Her grandmother grew up. Uh, uh, in the deep south, and she learned how to make squirrel meat stew, and she still would make it um, when my ex was growing up, and she insisted it was delicious, and I was like, I will take your word for it. <laughs> so, but apparently it's quite good, and yes, as most things compared to chicken, so. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It 
Yeah, it's amazing how everybody compares whatever they're eating to to chicken. So yeah. Oh wow, that's fascinating. And you did not partake of the squirrel stew. I I was not um offered it, thank goodness, but it was, you know, around at times apparently. So I but I got out of that. So. <laughs> maybe uh maybe a smart move. Uh the last show that I wanted to mention on the calendar, speaking of out TV, is uh face to face with David, which returns Wednesday, September the seventh on Out TV. And this is a talk show. David Olton um started recording this show where he talks to uh celebrities and um it's 13 episodes and it's just basically David speaking with, uh, with somebody, you know, kind of, a, of the Hollywood, the Hollywood echelon or, or in this case of from around the world. So he speaks to Heartland's Amber Marshall. So you've got a little bit of con can, uh, can in there. RuPaul drag race, royalty, Alaska thunder F I'm not going to say the whole last name. Um, comedian, Lisa Lampanelli below deck meds, captain, Sandy yawn, uh, and Jimmy Carr and actress Miriam Margulies. So just a few of the names of the people that are participating in this season of Face to Face with David. Again, this is on Out TV. It's a talk show. And um, yeah, he just kind of, David just kind of started doing this out of his house and was just doing kind of Zoom calls. And now the show has gone on and it's moved on to uh, season four, not only on Out TV here, but also airs on OWN, the Oprah Winfrey Network, Slice, uh, movie time showcase and other networks it's also available on amazon prime video the global tv app apple tv and uh, and stack tv so yeah check out face to face with david season four uh, next wednesday on out tv as well as those other platforms that i just mentioned yeah you should because i've actually while he was just doing that he started doing it over the uh, pandemic i mm-hmm. believe and yep. i saw i've seen some of the interviews um on youtube before it was picked up and uh, yeah, he does a good job. That's it's funny. He's got a good uh, a mix of people. And I will say, uh, from being over in the UK, that I'm excited that uh, Miri Margulies is going to be on there because she is a riot on any show that she's on. So absolutely, if you if you only watch one episode, make sure you watch the episode that he inter- interviews her because um, you won't be sorry. I'm guessing she always has a good and usually dirty story to tell. So. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I'm glad you're able to give some feedback on the show because, uh, and, and on, on, on one of the guests, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm going to hit mute and take a couple of sips of coffee because Amy, you're going to uh, read off the first news story that we've got this week. Oh yeah. All right. Um, the, we have some CBC news. The second season of Moonshine uh, hasn't even started to air yet, but the CBC original dramedy has already been picked up for a third season with filming now underway in Nova Scotia. Uh, The Canadian Screen Award-nominated show, which was created by Sherry Elwood and produced by 611 Media and E1, follows the dysfunctional Finley Cullens clan, a group of adult half-siblings who are battling for control of a dilapidated campground called Moonshine on the south shore of Nova Scotia. Its cast includes Jennifer Finnegan, Anastasia Phillips, Emma Hunter, Tom Stevens, Alexander Nunez, and Peter McNichol. Um, and Jonathan Silverman and Kristen, uh, Kirsten Howell will be guest starring in season three. And you can catch the second season premiere on Sunday, October 2nd, 20, uh, 2022, obviously, at 9 p.m. on CBC and CBC Gem. And you can also catch up with the entire first season uh, on CBC Gem, which is streaming right now. 
Um, I like the show. I didn't get to finish the first season, so I need to go back and do that. But I mm-hmm. saw the first two episodes, and it is a it is a very um, uh, irreverent show, and there's a lot a lot of things going on, and so I, I do want to finish that off. And uh, obviously, CBS is putting a, a lot of faith in it going for a third season uh, when the second one hasn't even aired yet. So, uh, if you enjoyed the first season, absolutely commit because now you know for sure you're going to get two more seasons. So it's a safe yep. one to get into. Yep. Yep. Really good point. If you're going to commit, it's nice to know there's a couple of seasons because um, that's happened to me a lot of times where I've got something on my watch list and then it gets canceled. I'm like, all right, well, I can really, I can take that off of the watch list. I, 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 like you, have watched the first few episodes of the first season and then admittedly I fell behind. Uh, in the season finale in the first, uh, in the first go round, um, Alan Hawke was, uh, was revealed as a surprise guest mm-hmm. uh, from Republic of Doyle and he's been added to the cast not only for the second season of moonshine but also for the third one and um i got an email from cbc they're going to be doing a press junket for the second season that's going to be going uh, happening on september the 21st so i'm going to participate in that so i'm going to be speaking to sherry elwood jennifer finnegan and alan hawko as well that day so um look for an interview uh with the three of them i might break it up into a couple of of uh of interviews uh, depending on how much they tell me in the 15 minutes that i'm allotted to speak to three people about a show not that you I'm can com- do it, Greg. Not that I'm complaining. Uh, but yeah, so um, yes, excellent news, Moonshine. Uh, and it's based uh, roughly based on Sherry L- Elwood's life of growing up in Nova Scotia and her mm-hmm. family owning uh, owning a, a, a cabin and, and, and renting out or, or owning kind of a, a campground and renting it out to people and, and the people that not only run the place, which is basically the focus of the show, but also some of the guests that that arrive and um, and and, you know, stay there as well. So. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. And the one the story that I'm going to be picking up on is uh, ET Canada's Sangeeta Patel has been promoted to host alongside Cheryl Hickey ahead of the season 18 premiere this fall on Global. Uh, you know, ET Canada was proud to announce that Sangeeta Patel has been promoted to host after 10 seasons as a reporter on the Canadian Screen Award-winning entertainment news program. She's going to now help lead the nightly broadcast uh, alongside longtime host Cheryl Hickey when ET Canada's 18th season premieres on Monday, September the 12th on Global. And uh, in a quote that Sangeeta Patel says, it's been an incredible journey to be part of ET Canada for the next or for the past 10 years, bringing the best in entertainment to our viewers. I'm honored to be joining uh, the one and only, and the quote got caught up. Oh, one and only, sorry, Cheryl Hickey is co-host the first time that two women will be hosting together it's going to be an amazing ride uh sangeeta patel has been part of et canada you know for the last 10 seasons as a reporter it's kind of a no-brainer to have her be the host now i don't know if this is behind the scenes and you know she might have said i want to leave my contract is up and i'd like to be co-host but it also makes sense because cheryl hickey's been the the host of the show for so long it may be that she wants to take a little bit of step back and uh and share the spotlight either way it's good news for et Canada. It locks up both uh, ladies at the at the lead of that show. And uh, I don't watch ET Canada a lot just because I'm I don't really watch the gossipy shows, but the two of them uh, are, are excellent, excellent broadcasters and reporters. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing the two of them uh, co-hosting ET Canada. Okay. Not much more I can say about that. Yeah. Amy, how about you and Boat Rocker? <laughs> 
All right. Yes. Boat Rocker News. And they've had a lot uh, in the last uh, few months. Uh, this time we've got uh, actor, writer, director and producer Jay Baruchel has struck a deal with Boat Rocker Media to develop and produce original television, film and digital product, uh, projects. Uh, Baruchel, of course, has a long, long list of credits, including uh, starring as Josh Greenberg on FXX. FXX's Man Seeking Woman uh, and voicing Hiccup in the How to Train Your Dragon movies. And this is a personal favorite of mine, co-writing and starring in the two Goon films, big hockey fan. So I really enjoyed those. Those were a lot of fun. Uh, he also recently hosted uh, LOL Last One Laughing Canada for Boat Rockers Insight Productions on Amazon Prime Video and will also appear as a series regular on Arnold Schwarzenegger's upcoming Untitled Spy Adventure series for Netflix. Um, Bearshell uh, uh, joins other first look deals recently struck by Boat Rocker, including Dr. Ibram X. Kendi's uh, Maroon Visions, Dakota Johnson and Roe Donnelly's Tea Time Pictures and Shamir Anderson and Stephen James's uh, Bay Mills Studio. And Boat Rocker is behind a growing number of premium content productions, including Amber Brown for Apple, Apple TV Plus, the upcoming Slip for the Roku channel, and of course, uh, Orphan Black Echoes for AMC. So um, I, I really like Jay Baruchel, so I'm glad he, anytime that he signs on anything, I know it's, it's going to be good. So I think this is a great move for both of them. But what do I know? Nobody pays me for that. But um, I'm interested. I'm happy about it. So. It's it. What's interesting is you and I have spoken about Jay Bruchel. I think this is maybe the third or fourth time that we've talked about him since we started recording the podcast, uh, which is just kind of crazy. And I kind of view this as a little bit like what Jason Priestley did with his career. You know, he had had great success in the States with Beverly Hills 90210. And then he came back to Canada and became a, you know, not only a star of a show, but also an executive producer and a director and then, you know, kind of co-creating stuff. And I'm seeing this kind of same, um, this is tracking with Jay Bruchel as well, you know, coming back to his, his home country with a lot of that Hollywood juice and then being able to kind of call the shots on stuff. And I, I think that that's a really smart move for him to, uh, to do that. And of course, we're always welcome Canada always welcomes back its stars especially when they come become big in Hollywood come on yeah. back we're more than happy to see you come back with all that glitter yeah so. exactly exactly okay so one more um kind of minor news story before we kind of get to the elephant in the room that's happened in the last couple of weeks and that's that AMI TV has announced its 2022 um, programming schedule um again for those that, that don't know I actually work for Accessible Media Inc which makes AMI uh AMI AMI TV and AMI audio programming. So I do have a vested interest in letting you know about this, but also they're a Canadian broadcaster. So there you go. Um, so uh, two shows that I want to mention in the fall schedule, and that is the first one is Double Tab TV is back for a fifth season, and that kicks off on Tuesday, September the 13th. So I'll mention that the next time we do the calendar. And what Double Tab TV does is it pairs up Stephen Scott, who's a member of the blind uh, community and lives in Glasgow, Scotland, with Marka Flalo, who is sighted and is a television producer based out of Montreal. And uh, they also welcome in a whole bunch of guests, and they talk about everything to do with tech with an eye on accessibility. 
And they already host a show called Double Tap, uh, and it's a podcast. And now they brought this to the t- television for the fifth season. So basically, they talk about tech, uh, you know, the latest that's going on with Apple and Microsoft. But also, not only do they mention the technology, but also the accessibility of that technology. So they talk about screen readers. They talk about you know the accessibility of an iPhone and 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 all of that. So really, uh, it's really an interesting show. And I'm not just saying that. I love to learn about tech, and I really like what Steve. Steven and Mark bring to the table when it comes to that show. So Double Tap TV coming back for season five on September the 13th. And then the other show I wanted to mention is a new one on AMI-tv called Healthy at Home. And that debuts on Wednesday, September the 14th. And uh, it stars Bobby Jansen. And she's a fitness instructor. She's a grandmother. She's got tattoos. She's really hip. And she's a member of the blind community. And so she's going to guide viewers through a home workout that tones and strengthens for everyday living. And as someone who is a member of the blind and partially sighted community, Bobby gives step-by-step detailed instruction and often focuses on the muscle groups overused when using a white cane or leading a guide dog. So again, Healthy at Home, September the 14th, which is a Wednesday on AMI-tv. And, um, you know, I've seen the first couple of episodes of Healthy at Home, and Bobby is really great at describing what she's doing, So, which is really important if you're blind or partially sighted and you have vision issues and can't see what's going on. She explains what she's doing in a very easy and, uh, and fun manner. It may even make me attempt to get fit, Amy. Oh my God. Really great. Yeah. That's a big deal. Well, if it it works for you, maybe I should uh, tune in as well because I could use some help lately. I mean, the zoom camera, you know, you can only see me from the neck up, which is a good thing. I'll I'll just put it. I will just, I will just put it to you that way. Okay. (laughs) Well, me too. I am very grateful that this is a, you know, limited, (laughs) limited shot. We're so mean. We're so mean about ourselves. We need to, we need to improve on our self-esteem. Um, Okay, so let's get to the big story. If you live in Canada or anywhere around the world, because I know the story made it onto CNN and People Magazine, then you know everything that has happened Guardian the last... in the UK. Yeah. International, Greg, international. So, okay, so before we get into the story about Lisa Laflamme, what was it like to read on The Guardian the story about what had happened to her and kind of follow along? What's, what's that been like? Uh, just, I, I was just shocked because I know who Lisa Laflamme is. I, I, yeah, I know about her career. I have not lived in Canada and I, you know, I've lived in two countries that are not Canada. So yep. I haven't been able to watch her on, you know, a nightly basis, but I was very familiar with her career. So I was shocked. And the, the Guardian article, I mean, just summed it up really well. And, but, but yeah, so it's being framed as over here and everywhere else is, is a story about ageism as specifically ageism against women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there's controversy of, uh, over exactly if that was at play or not, but yeah. uh, a lot of people think seem to think it is. So um, that is definitely the way it's being, you know, explained here is that it is a, you know, that she was possibly fired for having gray hair. Now there's a lot more to that story, may, maybe or may not, but um, certainly that's the version that has arrived on these shores. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, it kind of blows me away that it became an international story, but I think in, in these days where we're talking about ageism and sexism, I think that, you know, when something like this happens, uh, it should grab headlines and it should make people sit up and say, listen, something needs to change and it needs to change now. So I'm going to go through a few, um, tabs just kind of, which gives the timeline of the story and not go into too much detail. And we can talk a little bit more about it at the end, but, uh, back on, on August the 15th, Lisa uh, uh, Bell Media sent out a press release saying that Lisa Laflamme had departed CTV News. CTV announced today that chief news anchor and senior editor Lisa Laflamme is departing the network. Since 2011, Laflamme has anchored CTV, CTV National News and before that spent more than a decade as CTV News National Affair, Affairs correspondent. Uh, there was a quote from Corinne uh, Moses, who's the senior vice president of content and development at News for Bell Media and the vice chair of Quebec Bell, um, which, you know, she gave platitudes to Lisa and her career. Uh, but and there was a, a statement that was issued following CTV's release that Lisa made. She headed it to social media and said, today, with profound gratitude and a range of other emotions, I'm sharing with you some news about me and my career with CTV News. For 35 years, I've had the privilege of being welcomed into your homes to deliver the news on a nightly basis. So I felt you should hear this from me directly. And you knew it wasn't going to be news when she said that. On June the 29th, I was informed that Bell Media made a business decision, quote unquote, to end my contract, bringing to a close my long career with CTV News. 35 years of service, of journalism, of work that I've dedicated my life to over. I was and still am shocked and saddened by Bell Media's decision. I was also asked to keep this confidential from my colleagues and the public until the specifics of my exit could be resolved. This has now happened. So please allow me to reflect on the last 35 years. And she goes on to talk about uh, the things that she has covered over her career and that at age 58, I thought I would have more time to tell more of the stories that impact our daily lives as I've done for so many decades. Uh, and clearly, you know, very upset about what had happened. And within half an hour of that press release coming out from CTV News and uh, Lisa Laflamme's statement, CTV sent out a second release saying that Omar Sakadina had been named chief news anchor and senior editor of CTV News uh, and, uh, and that his gig would be you know, taking place as of Monday, September the 5th, and that he's a veteran journalist of more than 15 years experience covering many of the world's most significant breaking news stories. Now, Omar has had a, you know, he was always, uh, if Lisa was off, he would sit in the desk and do the reporting. Mm -hmm. So he's not a new face to, uh, to people tuning into CTV national news. Well, obviously, as Amy said, uh, there was a firestorm, uh, people talking about sexism, uh, news coming out uh, about, you know, kind of behind the scenes and Michael Melling, who's in charge of CTV News, uh, you know, wanting, uh, you know, not liking having women, uh, you know, in successful, powerful positions. And, uh, and that basically it was because uh, not only that Lisa LaFlamme being female, but also that she had her let her hair go gray during the yes. pandemic rather than coloring it was a, was a major, uh, major reason why uh, she was let go. Well, Dove Canada sent Dove Canada, Dove, the Dove brand, very powerful, started a campaign urging women to keep gray. So that was picked up. Bell Media then announced that they were going to do a CTV newsroom review amid criticism of Lisa Laflamme's ouster. So that happened back on the 19th of August. 
Then uh, later, uh, last day, uh, then on August the 19th, Bell Media said that they regretted the handling of Lisa Laflamme. Uh, and then the latest news, which just happened on the 26th of August, so this last Friday from when we're recording, Michael Melling, the vice president of news at Bell Media, was going to be taking a leave from the company following the exit of Lisa Laflamme. Uh, and that uh, Corinne Moses, who I'd mentioned off the top, she said that Melling has decided to leave from his current role effective immediately to spend time with his family. His decision reflects our shared desire to support the newsroom and do what's best to help the team move past the current circumstances to focus on delivering the stories that matter to Canadians. So we've got a few minutes left uh, before we wrap the podcast, but I did kind of want to reflect as a former employee of Bell Media who was let go during the uh, last recession. Um, you know, I know that it hurts to be let go. I mean, there was a reason behind me uh, being let go, but you know, there's been a lot of criticism about Bell Media and the way that they handle things. You know, there's always a mockery about the Bell Let's Talk, where they talk about mental health and they raise millions um, to help with mental health. Uh, and yet here they are letting people go kind of en masse. And when they do do it, they do it clumsily. And Lisa LaFlamme's is the latest. Like, I can't believe how badly they botched this. Um, you know, she's a respected journalist and to try and, you know, say, you know, kind of sweep 35 years of work under the rug, then to come out and allude that maybe she was difficult to work with, which you have to do when you're in a newsroom because you're deciding what stories are important, which ones are going to run and which aren't. It was just badly done. There was also a town hall that Canada Land got a hold of the transcript for, and that was embarrassing to read because I think Bell Media really hoped, Amy, that they were just going to wait this out and that it wasn't going to be news for much longer. But it's been now two weeks and they had to do something. Unfortunately, you know, what they've done is they've let somebody go who's never going to come back to that that broadcaster, despite people saying that she should come back and she's not going to. Um, and they've thrown a guy out, uh, you know, put him on leave. I'm thinking until things quiet down and then he'll end up coming back in some kind of maybe minor role, or they may just end up buying him out outright and trying to just kind of sweep everything away and start all over again. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens, but uh, nothing's going to make it better to call this a dumpster fire is uh, being polite. It, uh, it, it's just, it, I don't know why they thought it would go over well, but uh, I'm sure that, they, you know, how big this has become is, is astonishing. But um, I mean, you've got an open letter that was signed by 70 prominent Canadians. You've got, uh, I mean, it was signed by uh, Jan Arden and Sarah McLaughlin and Anne Murray and uh, author Louise Penny and former PM Kim Campbell. And uh, just tweet after tweet, it just goes on on from prominent people saying that this is unacceptable and, and that uh, and that Michael Melling, uh, Melling going away and getting paid leave, by the way, yeah. while they decide this while she's fired is also uh, badly mishandled. So I don't have personal history like you do uh, with Bell Media, but um, yes, I've I've long heard the rumors that these are handled uh, uh clumsily at best. And this is probably the most spectacular, uh, example of that. Yeah. It's, and it's, just, again, it's just a shame because you're seeing two careers, uh, you know, over, you know, where will Lisa Laflamme end up next? There's been, you know, I, I listen to podcasts and, and, and read Twitter like everybody else. And there are a lot of rumors about what she might end up doing. 
you know, will she go to a CBC or a global? I don't know, because then you're bumping, you know, veteran journalists out of those gigs as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's an, you know, if anything, it's an opportunity for the, you know, these news channels to decide what it is and how they want to deliver the news. Maybe the days of having a big name at the top of your nightly news broadcast are over. Um, but I mean, saying that CTV National News has been at the top in the ratings for for years and years. You know, back before Lisa Laflamme um, was at the helm and continued with it, it was Lloyd Robertson. So they've always been at the top, and is all uh, they've always won awards for their journalism. So maybe it's not over, but it's just really interesting, and, and it's really really sad. I mean, it's it's a shame. I am interested in seeing what Lisa Laflamme's next chapter is going to be. Maybe she'll do a podcast. I don't know, but <laughs> obviously her career isn't over, and she's not done with uh, with her reporting. Yes. Um, it, by the way, and we only have a few seconds left here, but it was interesting and them trying to clean up uh, this this story that they uh, had said that that Lisa was offered, you know, other specials to do in mm-hmm. the future and also an on-air send-off, but, which she refused to do. But if you're let go for possibly dubious reasons why are you are you're just outright fired why are you going to help them clean up their own mess so i mean they were just like she could have she could have come back and done this she could have had an on-air thing after we fired her but she just wouldn't so now she's going to make us live with our our decisions so they've had a lot of non-apologies and their explanations have not been great